Hi, this is Kirk Reed. Bear with me as we need a little compliance disclosure. In our practice, we give financial advice to our clients. We know their financial situation in detail before doing so. That's generally not the case with callers we speak with on the show. We can't give truly meaningful financial advice because we don't know the detailed financial situation of the caller. After all, we just met. Any suggestions we make to callers are generic in nature and meant to steer a caller in the right direction. Callers should check with their own financial professionals before implementing any suggestions that we may make. At times on this show, we talk about investments and investment performance. Investment returns are not guaranteed, and past performance does not guarantee future results. You're listening to McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. Uh, my name is Kirk Reed, uh, joined this morning uh, by Mike McNamara. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, we have been talking about market volatility. Uh, Downward volatility. Well, <laughs> currently, yes. Uh, although we did have a green day, uh, yeah. a couple of green days in, in a row there. Reds and uh, greens. Believe it or not. Reds and greens. Um <laughs> You know, there was there was one thing that I, I don't think is on your list, and I think and I think maybe we've talked about this before, and I think you think it's kind of a silly thing, but I I, I just think. But it's you're going to say this anyway. But I'm going right? to say it anyway. <laughs> um, and that is the there's actually there's there's a tracker out there that tracks volatility and expected volatility. Okay. okay yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, and this is called. Um, it's called, it's called, well, it's called, it's a volatility index. All right. Right. We can measure anything now, right? right? Uh, okay. So it's the, uh, the CBOE or the Chicago Board Options Exchange Volatility Index. Alrighty. It's also known as the VIX. The VIX. That's right. The, the okay. VIX. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and the other name, which I know you hate, <laughs> it, they call it the fear gauge. <laughs> I think that's more accurate. Yeah, anyway, go the, ahead. It's the fear gauge. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Where are we tonight? So, right. So so basically, it, so it, it actually has a... It's a ticker symbol. You can actually invest. You can buy and sell volatility. <laughs> All right. Um, but it, so basically, it, it's, it's a way... It basically measures the stock market's expectation of volatility based on the S&P 500 index options. So okay. it's looking at people like shorting, you know, either going long or short yeah, so on the market. So it's looking at people's emotions, Yes, it's look, it's, yeah. it's, and, it's, and it's measuring that. Okay. And so Quick, I, what's the score? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and so I was looking at, I, I have some history going back to 2004. Okay. All right. So basically what has the, the, the VIX uh, done uh, since 2004? And, you know, so it, it bounces around right here and there. And so the, you know, the number, so right now it's at like 25.72. Okay. All so right. where is that on the scale? Right. Okay. So that's where we are today. Yeah. Uh, right. with the 25. I'm, oh my gosh. All right. Gosh. So at 25. I can't stand this. Okay. I would say, so like during... <laughs> You know, during like long bull markets, yeah. it's like in the teens, okay. like mid-teens, you okay. know, 13, 15, somewhere in that range. We're always nervous about All right. And yeah. so we're at 25 now. So yes. we are higher, yeah. you know, higher than right. sort of the, you know, a normal bull market. Yeah. But, you know, so I was, you know, there are, there are, there are a couple of peaks, you know, in the past, you know, um, 15, 20 years here. And so the two most significant peaks are, you know, March of 2020. I was going to say that. March okay, of 2020. Yeah. Yeah, how'd that work out? When, yeah. co you know, yeah. COVID, right? COVID right. was, uh, right. you know, people didn't know what that was going to do yep. to the world, yep. uh, to the markets. And so 
the the volatility index, it peaked March 20th of 2020. And, you know, the, the number at that point was 66. Whoa. Whoa. All right. So it got up to 66 yep. uh, versus like, you know, like I said, you know, normal times would be like 15. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, and right now we're at 25 and it, and it hit, it hits. What did I say? Sixty, right? So uh, we're not near sixty-five. Capi- we're not near capitulation then, is, right? Is so, that, so relative, yeah, yeah. So, so relative to where yeah. we were, interesting. And yeah. you know, we're yeah. nowhere near yeah. uh, where we were in March of twenty twenty. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. The other, well, there was there was kind of a big peak in um, let's see, October of two thousand eleven. Uh, yeah, it hit 40, I'm sorry, September 30th, 2011, it hit 43. Yeah, everybody forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't very big. Uh, yeah, wow. And then, the, and then the other biggest one, let's see, it was back in, you know, 2007, 2008, yeah, right? Yeah. And the peak, let's see, so the peak there was October 24th, 2008. Okay. All right, so that was the peak, and it was 79. Whoa, wow. Uh, so the volatility okay. index yeah. was at 79, uh, back in 2008. So 79, it was, uh, let's see, 65 in 2020. And right now we're at 25. Wow. I, I think it's good that we have that because it measures people's emotions. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, if nothing else, it's instructional about what the heck's going on, you know? Well, I, yeah. And I, you know, I think people's emotions don't necessarily control what companies do or predict the future, by the way. So, no. Yeah. And, and this is, yeah. So, you know, this is. You know, like I said, it is. It, they're looking forward, right? This is this is using forward-looking data yeah. currently. Yeah. You know, we can see the history, yeah. but uh, you know where we are now versus the past is you know a little bit higher, but 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 not you know not not too far from from the norm. I understand. Well, yeah. that, I guess that's good then, considering things. Uh, okay, what, one more thing about the gambling road. Then I'm going to do a grand summary on gambling. We'll get to the fun stuff. Okay, so one more thing. Okay, uh, quote quote me on this. When it comes to investing, people almost always do the wrong thing. Okay, uh, buy high and sell low. Mm. No, no, I, I, that's wrong. Well, wait a second. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, no. I mean, well, anyway. Okay, folks. There's a an outfit. I think it's based in Boston called the Dalbar Association. D A L B A R. Okay, and they do many things. It's a financial service company. But one of the things they do is they have a, a an ongoing study that they've been doing for basically a long time. Uh, and it, it tracks the performance of investors versus investments. Okay, and I'm going to be very clear about those two terms. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm going to give you some 30-year numbers, okay, that end in December of 2021. So this is a pretty, pretty current set of numbers, okay? So going back 30 years from today... Oh, Dece- I'm sorry, from December, the S&P 500 has averaged a 10.65% per year return for the last 30 years. So, by the way, folks, if you just closed your eyes and bought the S&P 500 30 years ago, okay, and did nothing for 30 years, you earned a 10.65% return. Okay, so that was the investment Return. Are you looking at this? One? I pulled it up. Yep, I, I have the I same thing. I was going to make a guess. So oh, like, oh, sorry, you're sorry, cheating. sorry, no, sorry. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> all right, I'll close, that's, that's all right. It, yeah. That's all right. You already saw it. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so so again, if you made bought the 500 biggest companies in America and closed your eyes for those 30 years, you're into 10.65 percent return. Well, during that time, the average 
equity fund investor. So the average person in America who are buying and, and in cases selling mutual funds, they earned a 7.13% per year return. Well, well, wait a minute. How can investor return 7.13 be different than investment return? Mm-hmm. There's only one answer. Well, just... You know, you know, one, you know, one answer you could think. Well, maybe. Well, could it be fees, right? But, but that's not the answer. That, right? Well, it would be a mighty big fee. Yeah, right. Exactly. Somebody exactly. be in jail of that. Or exactly. Case. Yeah, exactly. Right. But that's not the answer. Yeah. There, there's only one answer, folks. Apparently, those investors weren't in that investment for all of that time. In and out. In and out. They 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 track their the uh, movement of folks in and out of investments. And folks, most of the time, most people do the wrong thing when it comes to investing. Okay, we are not wired to be good investors as human beings. We're too emotional. So anyway, so let's see. And by the way, during that period of time, inflation was two point three six percent. Okay, so those are thirty year numbers. Okay, um, I, I like to talk most of the time in, in percentages, but I, I also sometimes like to slip into dollars. Okay, so so by the way, so the average. Uh, equity fund investor, okay, uh, they invested, was it 10000 they put the work in? Hang on a second here now. I think it was $10,000 they put, yeah, 10000 okay. Anyway, grew, the money grew to $789,000 and change. Okay, pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, the S&P 500 grew to 2082000 Okay, so let's see. Close your eyes on the 500 biggest companies. Give them a chance to grow. Give them a chance to be profitable. Yeah, maybe some went out of business and some got replaced in the index. But let's see, I got $2,082,000 in change. And if I'm going to be cute, I might get $789,000 over 30 years. That's, that's pretty pretty, pretty cool, actually. Uh, so, so again, we are not wired to be good investors because of the emotions, and you have to be protective against that. I also have some other doll bar numbers. These are through 2018. The, the, and the, the story, you can't, don't cheat. Don't, okay, okay I'm not looking. All right, good. Okay. I have something else for, after. Okay, after. good, yeah. good. All right, so, so by the way, so uh, I'll just, let's see. So looking backwards from 2018, they, they, there's all, they're always messed up. So uh, the average equity fund investor versus S&P 500. 20 years, 5.29 for the investor, 7.20, okay, for the investments. 10 years, 4.88. Oh, I just lost that, Kirk. Wait a minute. Hang on a second. I can't believe I just blew that. One more time. I hit the wrong button on this iPad, and what happens here? And okay, it blew up. Yeah, basically, or something oh, like boy. that. Hang on, all right, I'm back. Okay, here. Uh, toot toot, sorry. So in the last 10 years, 4.88 for investors, 8.50 for the markets. Mm. Okay, just, just silly. Uh, five years, 10.93 for investors, 15.79 for the markets. Okay, uh, let's see. Three years, 8.12 versus 11.41. Okay, uh, and the last 12 months, they got close, 20.64 to 21.83. Folks, please understand, okay, that we are not wired to be investors because we get blitzed by what's going on in the stock market, and you just need to know that and be careful about it. Okay, so you, you make your comments. I'm going to do my summary. Go for it. So, well, I was, I knew, I knew there was a quote from somebody, and I couldn't, I couldn't remember, I still don't remember who it is, but basically the quote was, you know, in order to get a market return, you have to be in the market. 
You can, I mean, write that down. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Right. Okay, yeah. And that's, you know, to the, to yeah. the point, you know, what we're talking about. But I did, so I was, I was, try, I would pull up Nick Murray thinking yeah. maybe it was him, yep. but I'm still, I, I'm not sure uh, who that quote was by. It was, if it wasn't him, it might have been Warren Buffett or, you know, one of those well, guys. Well, you disclosed it, so we're, we're okay. I disclosed the fact that I don't know who it is. There yeah. you go. Perfect. Um, but Perfect. I, so, but I did pull up a couple of Nick Murray quotes, right. which are re- relevant. One of um, my heroes in the industry. I know. He, yeah. What'd you, you say? Uh, so one, one of his quotes was, <laughs> investment performance doesn't determine real life returns. Investor behavior does. Thank you very much, All right. Uncle Nick. Yeah. All right. There's a couple. There's a couple more. Uh, let's see. Long-term investment success is almost totally a function of how one emotionally handles declines in the equity market, as opposed to how one's portfolio handles them. There you go. Yeah, markets are going to do what they're going to do. It's people that mess it up. This is uh, <laughs> this is kind of a this is a funny one. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe more uh, appropriate for for a year ago or so. But it says, if you think the market's too high. Wait till you see it twenty years from yeah, now. There you go. Okay, cool, uh, cool. Yeah, good stuff. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Okay. Any more? Uh, let's see. Uh, th- I mean, these are all very similar. But it's a, yeah. wealth is not determined by investment performance, but by investor behavior. There you go. Well, uh, that's it. Well, let's leave it at that. That's perfect. Yep, yep, that's perfect. Okay, yep. folks. Investments are going to do what they're going to do. It's what you do that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And, and now is the time that we're emphasizing that. Okay, so so if if you go down the gambling road, okay, uh, basically uh, you're paying attention to the stock market store and people's emotions and short-term stuff that's completely unpredictable. Not not a good bet. Okay, uh, if you're if you're going down the gambling road, you need to understand that the only way you win that is to know the future, okay? Uh, and, and the moment that you admit that you don't know the future, that's when you be, can become an investor, or at least you have some potential, okay? And you also need to understand that people almost always do the wrong thing if left to their own devices when it comes to investments, and that's just that's just kind of the way it is, okay? Uh, and, and if you've moved in or out of investments out of fear, that's gambling too, okay? Because and if you think I'm, well, I'm going to get back here when things are better, that just means you're going to buy when the market's even higher than when you're left, sort of a thing. It's it's self-destructive behavior financially, folks. It's just kind of scary. Anyway, let's get to the good stuff. We we want to walk you down the investor road, not the gambling speculating road, okay? Uh, and, and, and we don't want to talk, so for the next 5 or 10 or 15 minutes, I'm not going to use the word stock. I'm going to use the word company. Okay. Because they're less scary. It's less scary to talk about a company than it is a stock. Okay. So uh, what makes a company's value increase over time? And who's responsible for that? Well, the company's responsible for increasing its value and being good, okay? Uh, and we know the answer to this, but I'll, I'll, I'll skip ahead. Uh, f- folks, uh, there's a Putnam chart um, that's, a, that's a truly wonderful chart, uh, and I'll, I'll reference it to you. Uh, and it's called Market Rebounds Outlasted Declines. And it's a really, really cool chart, okay, where it shows going back to 1950, I think it is, 49, okay, it shows every bull and bear market we've had since 1949. And the, the, the bear markets, the down ones are in red, and some of the numbers are pretty scary. <clears throat> and the bull markets are green, okay? And the, if you started at the top of a bull market and had a bear market, 
and then got back to the next bull market. That was the cycle, basically. Okay, and then in this chart, to make a point, <clears throat> even though markets kept going higher, they changed the color from green to gray so that you can see how much you gained after getting through both of those sort of a thing. And it's just a, it's a truly wonderful chart, uh, and it gives you some history about markets and how long and how good and all that other stuff. But after I show folks this, I just, just ask them a question. So how come it's always going up over the long run despite the hiccups uh, or, or whatever you want to call the downturns? And, and like no, nobody, almost nobody ever answers mm -hmm. that question. And, mm -hmm. and, and maybe maybe you should know the answer to that, folks, okay? It's pretty simple. If a company continues to make more and more money over time, they're going to become worth more. And that's all you got to know, okay? It, it's it's It's... It, f folks, pardon me if we don't sound like nuclear scientists around here. If companies grow their earnings over time, they grow in value, okay? And the only, uh, well, primarily, the company has that under its own control, what it does. Okay, what's going on in the stock market does not connect to what that company's going to do for the next 10, 15 years, the VIX aside yeah. or, or whatever, okay? Uh, and and, and so, the, so the long term investor bet is to own a bunch of good companies and give them a chance to grow. And that's like watching grass grow, to be perfectly honest with you, to, in terms of activity. What are you poking around? Oh, what you, what you, no, I was uh, just, I was just, uh, yeah, I was looking oh, something oh, up, but you, that's oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just to, um, I guess one, you know, one point further is, you know, sometimes we talk about like the dividends, yeah. right, that a company pays. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if, so if you look at a, if you look at a company, I'm using your, yeah. <laughs> I don't use it. No, yep. no S if words. Look, if you look at a company yeah. and if they, you know, if they do well, you know, a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times they will share those profits, right? With their, yep. with their investors, uh, by, by, by way of a dividend. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, if over a long enough period of time, they can do that on a consistent basis where they pay that dividend. And if even better yet, if they can increase the dividend that they pay over time, well, that's that's a pretty you know that's a value that that's sure. increasing the value yep. of of that company. Yep. Um, and and that's gonna you know that's gonna make there's gonna be appreciation yep. uh, and it's gonna become more valuable. And you know that that's it, it's it, so simple. It just there's got to be more than this, right? Well, <laughs> you know, the, I guess the thing to me, you know, again, I, I'm, you know, we you know we talk about if you know if you believe in capitalism, yeah. right? That yeah. that's that's basically what's going on yep. and. You know the the people that you know the 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 CEOs and the CFOs and the people that you know are running these companies, you know these huge companies. I mean, these are some of the best and brightest minds, right, in, in the world. Yep. Um, and so you know, I have to you know I've got you know faith in them that they're going to find a way to make their company profitable. That's their only. Job. Yeah, they got to navigate the ups and downs of the world, basically. And they're yeah. gonna and they're gonna figure it out. Yeah. I mean, and they're gonna there's gonna be bumps and bruises. Yeah. Uh, and if you own enough of them, you yeah. got yourself protected, folks. Mm -hmm. By the way, go to that S and P 500 fingertips. Okay, folks. So so um, if there's one website uh, that you ever went to on financial stuff, uh, it should be the S and P 500 at your fingertips. Uh, it's part of a bigger website called, I think, I don't know the connection there, but it's called political calculations. Don't get nervous. We don't do politics here, but anyway, it's called the S and P 500 at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. And it is a truly cool website because what you can do is you can type in any date you choose going back a bunch of years. Okay. Uh, and you can look at market performance up until 
the month before we're in, we're in. So we're in May, so probably April of last year. Okay, so so let's see, an average investor's time frame, what do you want to say, 30 years? Or 40, or, I mean, you start at um, age 25. We start with 30, I guess. 30, okay, well, we're, okay, let's do 30. Okay, so put, uh, so. Or do you uh, want to plug in my birthday? Uh, sure. For fun? How, how old are so, you? So that'd be okay. <laughs> about 40 years. Okay, sure. That's, let's start there. All right. Okay, so uh, what, um, you have to tell people your, at least the birth year so that we we know what's going on. Here. Uh, 1980. All right, so 1980. So, so we're going to look at uh, the Standard & Poor's 500, the 500 biggest companies' performances in, in, in since 1980. Okay, so you got that plugged in there? Yep, so I did, so August, so August of 1980. Okay, right. and it takes us up through April of 22. Through right? April of 2022, yeah. correct. All right, so so uh, there, there's two numbers there. Mm-hmm. One was what it earned if it gave you dividends, and one is what it earned if it was a total return. Correct. What's the total return? All right, so... Index rate of return with full dividend reinvestment. Right. 11.71. So that's been the stock market return for your lifetime. Mm-hmm. So if, if, your, if your parents were bought you a few shares of that, <laughs> yes. you can beat them up for that. If yes. they bought you a few shares of the S&P 500 back on your birthday, how you doing? Yep. Did, did you bother to look and sell or buy? No, whatever. That, that's what happened. Okay. Uh, to, to your point about dividends, okay, so what was the, what was the dollar dividend it paid on the date of your birth? Uh, 6.03. Okay. And what's the dollar dividend to today. 62.35. So let's see. So if you could have lived on the six bucks in 1980, you're probably doing okay mm-hmm. on the 66 and change, whatever the number was. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, so if you took the dividends, you're not, your return's not going to be as good, but by the way, you lived pretty comfortably all that time and protected yourself against inflation. What, what, what was inflation by the way? In, the, inflation over that time frame was 3.03. And what was your return if you took the dividends? Uh, 8.95. So, by the way, you were in date while inflation was 3, and if you could have lived on the 6, you're doing just hunky-dory on the 60 and change. So, right? yeah, so the, yeah, so the rate of return, so the adjusted for inflation, yeah. uh, so if you took, you know, if you took the dividends... Uh, let's see, that would be 5.74. Yeah, yeah. So by the way, folks, another news flash for you. The only way you get wealthier is to have your money make more than inflation and taxes take away from you. Did a pretty good job for the last four years. Well, so it was a pretty obvious that most of those companies grew their earnings, grew their profitability, and grew in value over that period of time. By the way, what was the dollar price of a share when you were born? Uh, 123. And, what, and what's the dollar price of the S&P today? 43.91. 4,000. 4,391.91. So, so say those numbers again, please. So it was 123, roughly. A dollar 23. Yeah. No, 123. $123. And now it's 4391 uh, Apparently, they made a few more bucks. And mm-hmm. by the way, yes, some of those companies got replaced when out of business, right? Yeah. Well, if you owned the, the index, you, you participated in that and you protected yourself. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Oh, we're going to take a break. All right. Yeah. S&P 500 at your fingertips. If you ever wanted to have a clue about becoming an investor, not a speculator in the world. And this volatility discussion will be a lot less scary. We'll be back, I guess. Yeah, yep. We'll be right back. Market turbulence can cause panic, and you might be wondering if your investments are allocated properly. I'm Kirk Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Let me help you understand your investment strategy and ensure that it is suitable for you. Then you can turn off the financial news and move on with your life. You're listening to McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. My name is Kirk Reed, uh, joined today by Mike McNamara, 
uh, we're discussing market volatility, uh, and we're doing it. Market you, downward volatility. Mar- market <laughs> downward volatility. Hey, we're supposed to talk about good stuff too. Yeah, I understand. Uh, we we've been doing that. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Sorry. And I think, and it, well, I think, and I know one. Of, yeah, one of your things on the list there to talk about is is headlines, yeah. right? Which is, I think, you know, maybe that's a good segue based on uh, you know that because that's all they talk about, right? Oh yeah. That's all they talk about is right. is the bad stuff. Yeah. Uh, and trying to make people scared. So I'm going to go there in a second. Let, okay. Let, let, let us uh, let us uh, summarize thus far. Okay. Um, what makes the value of a company increase over time? Uh, that would be the company making more money and becoming more valuable as a result. Who controls that destiny? The company, not what went on in the stock market with regard to the company's stock yesterday afternoon. It had absolutely nothing to do long-term with the company's success or demise, depending on how you want to look at it. So, so uh, understand disconnect. Stock market over here, real world companies over there. Okay, and if you're going to be an investor, you own a bunch of really good companies and give them a long enough time to grow. And how long does it take to grow a company? Uh, you probably don't have to check your share price every week, folks, <laughs> if you're waiting for a company to grow. Just, I mean, I, I know that sounds like an almost silly question, yeah. but step back. We, we get the time frame all wrong here. Uh, we want it all. We want it now. We don't want to wait for anything, and that's not how it works if you want to be an investor. It's pr- pretty simple about how that works. Yeah. Okay, uh, and yeah, the way you protect yourself is to own a bunch of good companies for a long time and uh, not do anything silly here. Uh, all right, so media. So let's see here. USA Today here. So you have, you have some headlines? Yeah. yeah, just a few here. Let's see. Why is the stock market up today? Oh, my gosh. That, I mean, that's like, that sounds like a bad thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, why are tech stocks down? Snapchat and others report earnings miss. I didn't know we were Snapchat. I, I don't even know what that is. Okay, let's that's see. Like <laughs> S&P 500 is near bear market level. How to invest. S&P 500 avoids falling into a bear market on Friday, Mm. by the way. We got by Friday. I don't know about Monday. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Jerome Powell said the Fed is looking to raise rates. Oh, that's a killer. And the recession's coming. Uh, Let's see. Ten-year Treasury yields went above 3% following the April CPI report. Uh Uh-oh, interest rates are going higher. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Prospect of Fed raising rates more sends stocks and Bitcoin plunging. Plunging. They throw Bitcoin in there every once in a while now. Okay. So, oh, here we go. Stocks slide. Dow and NASDAQ fall the most in one day since 2020. We got the time frame good there, like one year or two years or something like that. Okay, oh, here we go. Stocks plunge after Fed rate hike. Dow closed down over 1,300 points, by the way. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Amazon's first quarterly loss since 2015 drove major tech sell-off. Oh, my gosh. Okay. uh, Dow, S&P, 
and NASDAQ tech stocks closed lower Tuesday, a day after Musk bought Twitter. That's a that's a really good reason to, yeah, to do that. Right. But yeah. Okay. Uh, you got anything over there? Well, I, you know, I was trying to find like. You know, historical. Yeah, I you know I did that. I couldn't do that this morning either because it's 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 almost you know funny yeah. when you when you look yeah. back it, at, it at historical ones and like the you know just the claims you know that are made. Yeah. You know, maybe far- media is blacking that out. Well, <laughs> yeah, think about it. maybe maybe we're being controlled by not seeing the he- the stupid headlines that showed up. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, because yeah, because they make these. Yeah. So-called predictions yeah. about yeah. the future, and they're all—I mean—and they're never right. They're, they're, yeah, you know, um, there, there was a famous one. You're too young in the in 1970s, and I wasn't in the business then. I was a middle school principal, I think. But, but anyway, the very famous one—I forget that whatever—but it was a I think it was a Time magazine cover, and it said the death of equities. Mm. And it was in 1973 when the world was falling apart sort of a thing. But anyway, let's see, any other... But, but I, I think you get the... Let's see. Gas prices hover near record high, pushing stocks to biggest decline in over a year. A whole year. A whole year. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Oil prices continue to surge as U.S. stocks fall with Russian invasion deepening. Okay, mm. okay. To do, to do. Anyway, uh, folks, uh, we, we get absolutely positively inundated with financial news, and the vast majority of it all the time is bad and scary because bad news sells. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, mean, I, I think. If we did a good news radio show, nobody would listen, probably. Right? What do you think? You I mean, know, I, I don't know. It's uh, like it's not exciting. I know, and uh, you know, I was looking at um, just in the office the other day. You know, we have, like you mentioned, we don't have any financial type no, no, magazines in yeah. the, in the office, but just you know, we have like USA Today, you know, in the office, and it's like, do we cut out the invite the financial section well, so they couldn't read it? Or but what? I mean, like the, the <laughs> if you look at the front page, which is just like national, it's there's never never anything good on there, and it's just bad, and it's like I don't know if that's what if that's truly what people want yeah. uh, but apparently that's what I don't I don't know that's what the that's what the media thinks yeah. you know needs to be talked about and at least at least on the front page and yeah. I, I don't know why so so we're not wired from an emotional point of view to be good investors my 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 feeling uh, and the media is not helping okay mm-hmm. they, they're not in the business to be your advisor by the way although they, they certainly campaign for that uh, and it's just one one sledgehammer blow after another, and sooner or later they just compound and you know whatever. And so one of the one of the things uh, at times like this is people are convinced they need to do something, okay, be, 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 because sort mm-hmm. of a thing. Well, all you're going to do is react to something that already did happen and probably make a, a bad decision as right. a short story, okay. And and, and again, I, I want to spend a minute about the, I'm going to the sidelines, but I'll get back in when things are better. I, how, how many times have you heard I, I've heard that a whole lot more than you, but you've heard that a whole bunch of times in your lifetime. Uh, right? yeah, yeah. You know what? Not, not recently. <laughs> not recently. Uh, okay. Which is a good thing. Good. Um, but, but you, but you yeah. trained them well then. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, we, but we certainly had those conversations <laughs> in, you know, back in yeah. 2007, yeah. 2008, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so, so let's see here. So I'm going to make a number. So the, 
The Dow, where's the Dow? It's like 32, 31. What, what's the number? Uh, I should know that, but no, no, I shouldn't know that. It, it doesn't matter. But anyway, what, what is uh, it? Uh, like 33,000. All right. So, so let's see. So, uh, you want to, you want to get out of the stock market. It was, I think it hit like 37 or 38,000 last year. So, so the Dow is 38,000. It's down 19% or 18 or whatever the number is. It's about a little over 36,000, I think, was was the high. All right, so you go from 36 to 32, okay, and and you want to get out. And, and they, they uh, you know, and it'll either be I'll never go back in the market and go to the bank, or I'll go back and look better. So, so I said, so I'd say to a client, so if the Dow goes from thirty-two to twenty-eight, are you going to jump in and buy it? Well, no. So if the Dow goes from thirty-two to thirty-seven, are you going to jump in and buy it because things are better? And they. And they hesitate before yeah. they answer because yeah. they know it's a dumb question, but they're about to give a dumb answer sort of a thing. <laughs> no, okay, you, you're never going to feel better. If you get out, you'll only feel better when the world is euphoric, okay, and you're going to buy back in at higher than when you left and destroy your investment return. But mm-hmm. folks, that's that that's what's going to happen unless we permanently come to an end. I mean, it, it, that, that's how it's going to work. Just, okay. uh, just for fun, uh, you want to guess what the Dow was 10 years ago? Hmm... 17. 12. 12. 12,000. All right, there you go. By the way, a- another thing that uh, t- that, that uh, contributes to this is that as the numbers get bigger and bigger, okay, if you think numbers, the Dow dropped 1,000 points. Well, if the Dow was 100,000, 1,000 points. By the way, it was good that it dropped 1,000 points because it meant it was 100,000 if you think about right. it, right? Okay. Yeah, thank, thank yeah. you for that. Because yeah. I, yeah, I mean, that's that's yeah. what they talk about on, in the news, yeah. right, in the, on the radio. Yeah. They never say percentage-wise. No, no, they, that, they always say the points yeah, because yeah. it's it sounds bigger yeah, and yeah. badder and yeah, you know, I, whatever. I had, I had this discussion with a client. I've only had like th- three or four discussions uh, this year with clients of mine. They, they all know what I'm going to say anyway. Uh, and... and uh, they still believe it, so what the heck? Uh, but, but but anyway, you know, a, a, a client basically ha- had that discussion earlier with him, and it just, it's just, uh, you know, hey. Uh, anyway, uh, you, you just, yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those things, right? Okay, so don't pay attention to the media. Okay, you you don't don't feel the need to do something. Okay, you're probably going to make a mistake. Okay, uh, and and hopefully. You've already done the something that you need to do. Okay, I mean the where you should be is you have if you have a portfolio that was recommended to you by an advisor of whatever it is, stocks and bonds. There's a range of volatility that is normal within that portfolio. Mm-hmm. Okay, and by the way, we're well within all the normal ranges of ours, and I'm sure most financial advisors could say the same thing as well. So, so just because it's down 10% for the year doesn't mean it's out of the range of normal or shouldn't be happening. And, and so you need to understand what the volatility is that you bought, folks, with your portfolio. And you need to relate that to where it is now. Okay, and that's as good as it gets. You you may want it to get gooder, <laughs> okay, given the circumstances, but that's as good as it gets. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if you have a a 60% stock and a 40% bond portfolio, and if the stock market's down 20 and you're down 10, that's about right. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't have to like it, but it's within the normal range of expectations, but that's not acceptable or you forgot about that when you you started. You know, and we, and obviously, you know, we talk to people about 
and people know that it you know it doesn't go up on a straight line, right? <laughs> I mean, people know that, but and then but then when this happens, what, wait a minute, month to month, it yeah, doesn't. Okay. When, so when this happens, and it's like, well, you know that it doesn't go up every month right. or, or on a straight line. And yeah. they're like, well, yeah, but, but, but no, no buts. But I don't no, like it. Yeah, no buts. Yeah, no buts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's part of the yeah. deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and as you said, you know, as long as you're within those, yeah. those sort of ranges that, that you know are possible, you need to, you know, yeah. you need to be, accept that. I, I, uh, I got an email from one of our clients who I'd known for a long time, wonderful, wonderful couple in the email. I don't know if I copied you on that or, or it was Justin, but anyway, and he said, when is this never-ending bound market going to end? Or say, it was something like that. Was like, and I'm looking at it. It's been four and a half, five months. It's, you know, it, but it, it, it was it was a perfect reaction. Yeah. It seems like it's forever. An eternity. It's been like four or five months. Mm-hmm. So, granted, if you're 75 or 80 years old, that might be a long time. But yeah. from an investment point of view, that's not part of the deal. Right. You know, the 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 deal is the, the time thing. So anyway, so p- please try to to not pay too much attention to the media or at the very least don't do anything about it because it's too late by the time you did that okay uh you know another thing i was thinking about the other day so and again if there are folks whose lives are significantly changed have changed as a result of this market i'm very sorry about that but i i don't you know the folks that that we know we we could just okay what's different in your life or my life or most of the life's clients well maybe they're talking about traveling a little less or maybe they're talking about postponing a vacation Mm -hmm. but i i think you have to look at every everybody's different but can you please look at your own life and then look at where your portfolio is and say how what negative effect has this had on your life? I hope you can say none, mm-hmm. other than emotionally it's stressful sort of a thing. But, you know, uh, if, if there's what the markets are doing, but there's also what are they doing to your life? What are they really doing to your life? And the answer is hopefully for most people, not much, mm-hmm. other than I look at the pile of money and it's smaller over there this month or yeah. something like that. I yeah. mean, does that make sense? No, I, I, no it, makes, yeah, yeah. it makes perfect sense. I, and, and you don't, you know... You don't you don't change your strategy based on what the markets are doing, yeah. right? Yeah. You, you, you really what, what, you, 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 you yeah. should not you should change. not change your strategy based <laughs> on what the markets are doing. What 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 your circumstances dictated how you change right. things. Right. Yeah. If if something in your life has changed, then perhaps you talk about changing yeah. you know, your strategy. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, but not the other way around. Yeah. It's it, it's 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 just hard just to walk down that road. I, I understand it. That's why we're having this show. Okay. So um, so and uh, this is going to sound. Well, we have a war going on in the world, and we've got, we've got to talk about the nuclear option now. And I'm I'm not you know I'm, if we start well, first of all, when the war first started, it's one more bad thing that's going around. Okay, it's not on the U.S. soil, and how worried are we about it? Is, mm-hmm. is it yeah, we we can be worried and concerned about what's the human tragedy, but how's it affecting us in our lives mm-hmm. in America? I, 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 that that's an honest. The answer is. What, what are we doing differently in our lives? Not many people are doing much differently in their lives given the circumstances. It's, it's, it's awful, 
but it's going on, and it's not in the top two or three list of things that we're worried about now. When you, when, when, you know, when, when you said war last, or, or, or when we checked I, I, off the circuit. Right, I said, you I, did. Yeah, I, said in, I mentioned yeah. inflation first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did. Uh, and by the way, what hits the pocketbook? Well, and it's closer to home, yeah, right? I guess. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. And, and so I'm not demeaning what's going on, sure. the awful stuff, but in our consciousness, uh, it's it's not not a biggie, okay? Uh, right. You know, I, I I have I have nobody has ever mentioned the nuclear vi- destruction issue. You see that pop up once in a while, uh, but apparently it's it's not when it's not at the top of our conscience uh, mm-hmm. right, right now, which, which is good sort mm-hmm. of a thing. Uh, but that's just one other thing to worry about. I mean, you know, we haven't had. A, the last time somebody got injured by a nuclear weapon was in 1945. Mm-hmm. And think about all the, the the worries and bomb shelters and stress of the world. So, you know, folks, if we end up with a nuclear Armageddon, we're all toast, and there's not much we can do about it. Why? Why would you worry about it? You know, I mean, you're going to add that to your stress level. About, right. I, I hope not. Yeah, Because right. because we don't. You can't. You can't control it. My my list yeah. is already full. Of yeah, other no, yes, yeah, seriously. But yeah, we, we worry about what's close to home. You're exactly correct. Okay, so so um, if if you're listening to us, and hopefully we may, we scored a few uh, mental points about what you should do and you should do, you know, one one of the other things you can ask yourself is like, well, what what did I do the last time it hit the fan? Mm. Okay, sort of a thing. Okay, so by the way, in in 2020, it hit the fan very quickly. I think it was what two months, thirty-one. To, there was like something like a month or a month and a half. The stock market went down thirty-four percent. So, so I think it was yeah, yeah it was it down. Like about, it was down about thirty percent, like a blitzkrieg within within yeah within yeah. a couple of months. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and, and so that was a bad time, but it happened so quickly. I don't think people knew about it till they got their statements, and then the next statement went back up again, sort of. I, oh, seriously, I mean it. So it didn't count. The the one that the, the bear market that we had in twenty twenty didn't count. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, you know, what did you do about it? You probably didn't know about tools too late. And the next time you got a statement, it went up. So you said well, you moved right along. Right. Okay. But so, I mean, my question would be: if if you are and in, if you have money invested, wh- what did you do in two thousand seven, eight, nine? That would be you know. So in in that's still in recent memory mm-hmm. and a bad time for a whole lot of people. You know, look back on your life and ask yourself: wh- what did you do? You know, you know, it, 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 and if you if you look back and stay and buckled up and stay there. There, it did get over, and maybe that'll make you feel a little bit better. Okay, if you went to cash, okay, and if you've looked at your returns after you did that, if you get back in, they're pr- pretty poor. You know, you, you you can't go out after a market goes down. It'll take you a whole long time to get back to where you to begin with if you're in a lower return sort of a thing. What, what do you what do you got there? Well, I was trying to find the um, that entry, you know, the entry year declines. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, it's like fourteen percent. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that was such a. Um, but I couldn't. Uh, yeah. Well, while, while you're looking, folks, yeah. the average stock market drop in any given year is minus fourteen percent. That's a, that's an average. By the way, it might have been from April first to May second, you know, or from October nineteenth to November thirty eighth, or whatever. Whatever. But the, the bottom line is that we have pretty good sized declines. Maybe you missed that between two statements or something like that. So, okay, so I found I found the chart okay. here. So this is okay. you know this is uh, this is from J.P. Morgan, yep. uh, but it's just it's just data. Um, so for yeah, so in twenty twenty, yep. it it was thirty it was thirty four percent thirty four from from the peak of that yep. year to the bottom. Yep. Uh, the S and P five hundred was down thirty four percent. However, 
if if you if if you did miss if you missed it if you're on vacation for two months if you yeah. missed it and you did and then you check and you just check your year end statement yeah the S and P five hundred ended up earning sixteen percent for the year so it was down thirty four percent yeah but ended up earning yeah. sixteen we uh, one of the things I think I told you a long time ago we always count from the high. Where our money got, you know, our hurdle. Yeah, however high it got, if it's lower now, I'm losing money. And yeah. that, that's just <laughs> that's just how it is in terms of people's emotions. Well, here, here's a can I just I want to do a couple more years because I think it's Go for I it. think it's amazing. So, Go for it. so in 2019, yeah, the S and P 500 was down seven percent at some point during the year. Okay, but finished with a plus 29. Mm. All right, let's see. Well, the year before that. It was down 20 at some point. Yep. It ended up being a minus six. Yeah. All right. But it been nowhere near, you know, the the the, the low. Yeah. The year before that, it was down three, ended up earning 19. The year before that, it was down 11, it earned 10. Uh, and that's, you know, those are, <laughs> you know, those are just a few years, but... Yeah. So the if you are going to focus short term, a yeah. year is a starter, and they're not bad in terms of the year, but it's not every year. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the point is, it the market goes down pretty much every year at, at, yeah. at yeah. some point yeah. along the way. What? They uh, never go straight up? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Um, uh-uh. Okay. Um, so so any, anything else there? Or are we uh-huh. good? Okay. Well, the, the, you know, the headline of this chart is that it says, you know, despite average intra-year drops of 14.3%, annual returns positive in 31 of 41 yeah. years. By the way, so we have a correction every year. By, by that definition, if a correction is down on, 10, av- on average. average, on average, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, um, f- folks. If if uh, if you are prepared for this, preparation number one: have two or three years worth of cash or dry powder, so you can live your life and not have to sell anything. That's number one. And if you understand, if you have an investment strategy, and you understand what comes with that strategy for volatility. I think you'll be surprised. Okay, you, you bought into that when you when you, you know, when you first began. Okay, we show people those bad charts about the worst three years and stuff like that. I'm sure mm-hmm. most financial advisors do the same thing. Hey, just in case you're curious, this portfolio we're recommending went down this much, you know, in a bad three year period of time, or we expect this. To, to be down hopefully no more than 10%, 80% of the time. Right? I mean, so we, we give people some ideas, pretty good guesses, I guess, about how far a portfolio may go down to when the world goes down. And if it's in those boundaries, you don't have to like it, but it's okay and there's not a reason to do anything. It, 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 but it's just human nature. We, we, we don't forget, I guess we conveniently put it over here in our piece of the mind and put that blocked out over in a little room over there, right? And just kind of forget it? It's, well, you know, it, it's just, it's just the way the brain works, right? And, yeah, yeah. and you know, they, they, they say that, you know, although we, you know, so, so the amount of joy that, you know, a human being feels from, from market growth. Yep. The, 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 the losses you feel like 10 times as much. That's just the way the brain works. It, yeah, um, that, that's not good for us. A, for a loss just hurts yeah. psychologically yeah. so much yeah. more than, than yeah. a game. Yeah, uh, I, I think, that, good, I want to spend the last three or four minutes talking about probably, uh, hope, hopefully a lot of the things we've said here ring true and make some sense for you folks. Uh, but I, I want to talk about probably the most important thing that you need if you want to be a good, successful, long-term investor. And you need faith in the future. 
you, you, you need to assume that things are going to be okay. If, if, if you don't have that, you're, you're not going to be a good investor, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, and it, uh, uh, honestly, you, you, you know, well, yeah, every time we had a bad market, we had a good market that followed that got better, but this time it's different. I mean, you know, sort of a thing. Well, pr- probably not, but we hope not. But, but you, you got to have some kind of, I hate to word the user religion, but belief system about investments Okay, that you got to say, uh, this is what I believe and how it's going to work. Uh, and, and you know, uh, you know, our, our take is, thank goodness we have capitalism. That's what's made the world a whole lot better. Okay, and yes, there are some excesses, and yes, you can argue about well-paid CEOs and a bunch of. I, I don't care. What's the quality of your life now versus whatever? There is a. So, so the, my, I think the biggest thing that you have to have to be an ex- a successful investor is that we're going to deal with our bad times, get through them, and learn and get better sort of a thing. And you can look around at the world now and feel miserable about a whole bunch of things, climate, whatever, but you can also look around at your lifestyle and the medical advances in the life. I mean, if you really think about, you know, advances in our lifestyle and in our quality of living, are you better off when you were born or, you know, whatever sort of a thing, right? Or, or 100 years ago. Yeah, right? or, or 500 years right. ago. Yeah. You know, who wants to be born 500 years ago? Well, apparently, if you're happy with your date of birth, maybe your life's a little bit better now than it was when you were born. And, and what's the reason for that? You know, and, and the reason is that we've got all these companies in the world trying to provide better services, make better cars, make better food, do this, that, or the other thing. Nothing's perfect, but, you know, do you, do you want to bet on, like, you know, this sounds so corny, but, you know, uh, a, a free world, a, ca- a capitalistic system that, that, that provides good services and things like that. Uh, and and it, it, that that's... Well, I don't think there's anything else to bet on. I'm not sure. I mean, what, where I, else do you want to go with that? Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. Everything, the technology just in it, and it's exponentially increasing, yep. right? Even even now, I mean, going forward. Yep. Um, there's there's a piece by the Motley Fool uh, that was put out a bunch of years ago. I I refer to it uh, every once in a while. Okay, uh, but basically, it's called the Fifty Reasons. Okay, uh, uh, for it be basically a better world sort of a thing, and it's just a just a wonderful piece. But anyway, um, how shall we? How about some summary comments from you? I'm I'm exhausted. Yeah, so we just have a minute or two left, and I guess I guess I'm just thinking. You know, you know, we're talking about market volatility, which is can be uh, a a scary thing uh, and perhaps an anxiety provoking thing. But you know, we're trying to do our best here to to remind remind folks that it's normal you know it's a normal part of the investment process um it, it kind of comes with the territory and as long as you understand that and you know hopefully have an idea of what of what is normal uh you can you can sleep better you know sleep a, a sleep little be- education sleep, and sleep better at yeah, night yeah knowing okay. that it is normal yeah. um and so if you have a plan and and know that volatility is part of the plan and and just understand that and and be okay with that and and stick to the plan uh don't don't change anything just because the markets are changing that's you know that's that should be accounted for as as part of your plan uh and hopefully 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 you know that yeah and and if you're working with an advisor and you're not feeling uh, good give that person a call and say hey can you make me feel better about what's going on this that or the other thing really i i think we kind of tend to block it out and feel uncomfortable all right, so uh, you've been listening to McNamara Money. My name is Kirk Reed, uh, joined by Mike McNamara. Uh, we are closing out today. Have a great weekend. <laughs>